I'm Chris, and I'm so excited to bring the message today. We're in the middle of a series called For Such a Time as This, and it's been such a helpful reminder in my own life that God has a purpose for each one of us, for me and for you. Today we're going to be reading a story about a guy named Haman, and Haman really struggles with his purpose in life. And that struggle then leads him to make some really bad decisions to hurt other people. And it, it reminded me of a story in my own life. When I was a freshman in, in, in college, I played football. You may not have believed that. I actually played uh, offensive line. I was a little bit bigger back in the day. And as a f college freshman, I was on the scout team. I was a third string offensive lineman. And every day in practice, I'd go up against the biggest guy on the team, this guy named Mel. And that's not a scary name, by the way, but he was a huge dude, believe me. He was a big Midwestern guy, and I would go up against him every single day in practice. And each week, I, I just wanted the recognition of being Scout Team Player of the Week. That was like the highest honor. When you're the third team player, that was the highest honor you could possibly get would be to get Scout Team Player of the Week. And each week went by, and my name was never called for that award. It, someone else got it every week, week after week after week. And finally, after the season ended, I came into my coach's office and we were having a meeting and he reaches down into the filing cabinet, pulls out this little certificate, slides it across the desk and goes, oh yeah, by the way, you were scout team player of the week, week 10. I didn't get any fanfare. I didn't get any recognition. I didn't get any cheers in front of the entire team. I didn't get the handshake with the head coach. All I got was that certificate and an office. And I was so disappointed because I wanted the recognition. I wanted it for me. I wanted more people to know that I had worked hard for that award and I didn't care what happened along the way. And, and that's similar to what happens in this story about Haman. We'll be looking in, at Esther chapter 5 today. So if you have your Bible with you, go ahead and grab it. If you've got the Bible app on your phone, open it up to Esther chapter 5. And we'll be starting at verse 9. So Haman went out that day happy and in high spirits. When he saw Mordecai at the king's gate and observed that he neither rose nor showed fear in his presence... He was filled with rage against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. Calling together his friends and Zeresh, his wife, Haman boasted to them about his vast wealth, his many sons, and all the ways the king had honored him, and how he had elevated him above, above the other nobles and officials. And that's not all, Haman added. I'm the only person Queen Esther invited to accompany the king to the banquet she gave. She has invited me along with the king tomorrow, but all this gives me no satisfaction as long as I see that Jew Mordecai sitting at the king's gate. And you see here, in this story of Haman, the purpose that he has for his life is for his own glory. It's not for God's glory. And the first truth that we can find from this story is that when we live for our own glory, we're never going to have enough. We're always going to need something more. And Haman has it all. He's got the title. He's got the great job. He's in power. He's right under the king. He's at a king's assistant. He's got this great, vast wealth. He's got invited to a special dinner that he was the only person invited to have dinner with the king and the queen. But yet, that's not enough for him. You see, he, he wanted this guy named Mordecai to show him respect, to stand up, or at least be in fear of him. But it wasn't enough to have all these other things. He wanted more and more in his life. And when we start to live for a different kind of purpose, I don't know if you've, you've been struggling with this as well, but when we start to live for a different kind of purpose, that's not just about our own glory, about, but about 
God's glory. God's glory that, that seeks to, to, to shine light and ignite change, it has to bring contentment in our life. And the ways in this time that I, that I found that we're able to bring contentment in our life is when we quit rushing to the next thing. That there's not a next thing that can just satisfy and quench our thirst, but we have to slow down. And what happens when we slow down is that we begin to recognize that, that God's grace is already at work in our lives. That there is so much that we can be thankful for. When we slow down, we're able to give thanks, to say, God, look at that what you're doing in my life, and I thank you for that. When and how do you find contentment right now in your life? There are so many things that we want to happen. We want the world to go back to normal, right? We're struggling with our purpose. We want that next thing, but have we slowed down? Have we slowed down to pause and see where God's already at work in our world? Have we slowed down to see where God's already at work in our life? And when we slow down, do we give thanks to God for that, that blessing in our lives? The second thing we learn from this story of Haman is that not only does he, he despise Mordecai for not fearing him and bowing down to him, and he, he wants that more in his life, that more in his life leads to him wanting destruction for others. If you keep reading here in verse 14, he tells his wife and his friends to go set up a pole. To go set up a pole next to his house, and he wants to to kill Mordecai on this pole next to his house. His need for more pushes other people away. It, it literally is going to destroy another person because he wants something more in his life. I don't know about you, but maybe it's not been in such harsh terms, those destructive terms that, that we read about here in Esther. But if you ever started out with something with the literally the best intentions, like, this, this was going to be the greatest plan and you were going to do such a good job and it was going to be such a good thing for other people and it literally goes haywire. I don't know about you, but life's a little haywire right now. Some of the things that I, I planned that were the best intentions for, for Eric and our family can go pretty haywire pretty quickly when we're all living under one roof and we've been quarantined pretty much for the last like 12 weeks now, right? Things go haywire pretty quickly and pretty easily things become destructive but when we start to live things live our lives for God's glory we begin to realize that that things in our life need to be a blessing for others not a destruction for them have you ever noticed how when we do something simple like like literally just collecting diapers for moms that are in need right now can shift the focus, can lift up spirits and be a blessing to someone else in their life. When we let go of that next thing and pushing everyone out of the way, we can literally be used by God to shine light and be a blessing in the world. And the last thing that, that we can learn from this story of Haman is that Haman had all the attention. He had all the attention immediately. He was the king's official. He had the wealth. He had the friends and family. He had the job. And yet, that same thing ends up causing him his own downfall. Those, that need within him just to have more and more was his, actually his own downfall. Even though he was already lifted up, 
that desire in his life for his own purpose, for his own good, was his downfall. When, we, when you keep reading in chapter 6, the king is, is having trouble sleeping one night. I don't know if you've been having that lately, but this apparently is a good strategy if you're not sleeping. The king uh, can't sleep, and so he, he commands one of his, his, his uh, servants to, to come bring the record book. So I'm, I'm, I'm imagining like an Encyclopedia Britannica. He brings one off the shelf, and he starts reading the history of, of the king's reign to help the king fall back asleep. And the king's telling, um, the king hears about this guy named Mordecai that had, had saved the king from being assassinated. And the king's like, wait, did we ever do anything from this guy named Mordecai that did such a great job in making sure I didn't get assassinated? And the servant says, no, we never did anything. And so the next morning, Haman walks into the king's court and, and the king says, hey, you need to go do something for, for Mordecai. You need to make Mordecai um, get on one of my great horses and put a robe on him. Let's celebrate Mordecai for what a great job he did. And I never celebrated him back in the day. And this just makes Haman so mad. Because again, he, he wants it for himself. He doesn't want to be a blessing for other people. And yet, and he wants all the glory. He wanted that horse. He wanted that royal, royal robe. That's a tongue twister right there. A little alliteration, right? He wanted that all for himself. But yet, this path of destruction for himself is what ends up being his downfall. And ultimately, he's killed at the end of this story. But you see, Mordecai never sought after his own glory. He was always about what other, how he could be a blessing to other people. How, how God could use him in this time for a purpose. To save other people. To save the king's life. To save the life of all the Jews. And it's here. It's here when, when Mordecai wasn't seeking his own glory that he's lifted up. He's lifted up by the king. He gets to ride on this royal horse with the robe. And God celebrates someone that was faithful, faithful to the work of shining light and igniting change. And I think so often in our lives, we, we forget that, that, that we want that immediate reward. We want that immediate recognition. And it's so hard to learn that lesson because I know I wanted it. I wanted... That, that award in front of everyone. Everyone would be cheering for me. But yet I, I didn't get it. All I got was that slide across the paper because I was living for, for my reward and not for a reward that, that was a blessing to all of the community. And if we want to live with God's purpose, if we want our purpose to make a difference in the world, we've got to be able to give up some things because we're never going to find our purpose in our work, in our money, and sex. Our purpose is what's going to determine our behavior, our relationships, our confidence, our decisions. Our purpose determines what we become. And if our purpose is for ourselves, for destruction of others, so we get glory, it's never going to matter much. But here's the thing. God gets excited when you live God's purpose in the world. God gets excited when you live as you were created for. God gets excited when you're being you. So what's, what's, what's in your hand right now that you're holding on to? Is it your influence? Is it your identity? Is it your money? What is it that you're holding on to that you've got to let go of so that you can live God's purpose? Because here's the thing. It's not about me. It's not about you. But God says it's about making the world a better place. 
And that's what we're here about at Horizon Church, to shine light and ignite change. Because God's doing something new in our world. And if you've never had the opportunity to say, my life needs purpose, my life needs to matter, today can be that day. For such a time as this, God has created you for a purpose. Maybe you've, you've spent some time thinking on these long days of social distancing that you need a new purpose for your life. Today can be that day for such a time as this. Or maybe this is the first time you're beginning to wonder, what is my purpose in the world? What is my God-given purpose for such a time as this? God has a purpose for your life. God wants to use you. What do we need to let go of? What do we need to give up so that we can be people that are a blessing to others? That we're living for God's glory because we found that contentment in God. That we can shine light and ignite change together. Would you pray with me? God, we we love you. And we pray today that today that we would seek after your purpose. Whatever those things are that are are holding us back, that, that we are even holding on to ourselves, whether it's our money, our work, our relationships, whatever those things are, God, free us from them right now. God, let us go, let go of our selfishness. The ways in which we, we think only about ourselves and, and push other people out of the way for what we want in our lives. God, help us to be patient. Patient to see where you're already at work. Patient to know that you have called us to something greater than the immediate recognition and cheering of other people. That you, God, you are the one that, that are, is the one that, that cheers down on us, that praises us. God, today, make it be a new day. Make it be a new day in our life that we can live with a purpose, a purpose that you have given us. We pray these things in your name. Lord, we love you. Amen.